Hello, I'm Joshua Vickery. And I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt. Welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart, with a capital A-R-T. Yay! Hello, Mary! Hi, Joshua! (laughs) I love our new beginning. I do, too! I I don't think we've ever had live music as an intro before. I know, I know. We've had live music on the show, but not to intro it in. Well, now we just gave it away. We just... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, friends, we had have a live musician here, well, as opposed to not alive, right? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we're going to introduce you to this very talented man and his very talented wife as well in just a few moments. But uh, how exciting to have it live, right? It's totally exciting. How are you doing, my friend? I'm wonderful. I had a good week. Yeah? Did you get to see any art out the last week? I mean, you are art. You do art every single day. But did you experience anything? Well, uh, Jason certainly had his art festival at the uh, Lake Mary Art festival and he won an award there which is very nice yeah like uh, it was an award of distinction yes, yes. what does that mean in the visual arts world an award of distinction uh, different shows have different ways of being able to acknowledge people who stand out in a certain way and so a few artists got those and it was a nice cash prize it was <laughs> nice that, so that well that's always good as an nice. artist of mm-hmm. course well i was uh, i went out to portland oregon for a couple of days you know that's such a thriving vibrant creative city yes. and, and really got to see some cool things and then i was in washington dc the last couple of days for national arts advocacy day yes. so you know we're going up to tallahassee for state funding next week and this past week was for national so really um advocating our legislators to fully fund the national endowment for the arts as well as some arts education initiatives so um continuing to try to lobby for that funding that our arts organizations need so much you think here. this will make a difference were you amongst others showing up as well we were so this was a national um so there were there were representatives from all 50 states mm-hmm. there meeting with legislators there were seven of us from the state of florida nice. and we met with 18 different legislative offices so you know you hope that it will will do some good yes. you know you put on your superhero cape and you <laughs> you believe that something you said did something good mm-hmm. but who knows you know i think it's all about It really is about education for these legislators. They have so many things that are in front of them and they're pulled in so many different directions about how they should vote or where they should put their support. And if they don't know what the needs are for our arts community, if they're not aware of the types of uh, ways that they that we can be funded, then, you know, they're at a loss for that. Mm -hmm. So it's more it's less about, you know, give us money and more about can we educate you on the ways that you as legislators can help us get that that government nice, funding. Nice. Yeah, so I think I think it was good. I also just want to mention too, you know, we had Rollins College on a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago and I went to go see You did go. I did. I went to go see John Proctor as the villain. And Mary, it was um it was really moving. It was pretty fantastic. You know, it was centered around the Me Too yes. movement and and what that means I think for college students and it really was you know, we talk a lot about not doing art just for the sake of doing art, mm-hmm. but they're having meaning behind it or a purpose behind it. And this truly was one of those those plays. Um, they had counselors waiting for people outside mm. after the after the show and things. And I think it was really a good wow. Yeah, it was it was a conduit for conversation and, and for very people, important on that campus too. Totally on every college campus mm-hmm. for sure. So um, it was really great. So a big shout out to them. And I just want to also give a shout out to. Um, Heather, Alexander, and Roy at the Winter Park Playhouse. I was at an event with them this morning. Oh, nice. And they just uh, finished up a show that was their largest selling show in the history of the Winter Park Playhouse. Which one? 
uh, Ain't Misbehaving. Oh, that's I right. We had them here. Uh, Ain't Misbehaving. Yeah, you had them on the show. Yes, I wasn't yes. here that Oh, week. that's right. But it was it was their best show that they've had I'm in the history of Playhouse. I'm not surprised. That cast was filled with talent. Amazing talent. And what a, what a huge win for diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. a show like that. Um, in Winter Park, mm-hmm. <laughs> being the number one selling show. Mm-hmm. I just absolutely love it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how many times you can jump in when we say something that you can play I music to. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> so, Mary, we have uh, two fantastic guests today mm-hmm. here, and I have just um, gained so much respect for the Cortezes and what they've built in Winter Park. Truly, truly, truly. So on the show today, we have Chris and Melody Cortez from the Blue Bamboo Center for the Arts. Welcome to both of you. Thank you Yay. so much. Thank you for having us. And and that was Chris on the guitar as we came in. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole time we were getting ready to start the show, he was playing. And it was so, so soothing, so relaxing. So I, I we asked him, could he come do that every single week? And I think he said yes. I don't think he said yes. <laughs> oh, 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 I thought that, that, that must have been a sneeze or something. I don't know what it was. Welcome so, to both of you. So great to have you here. Thank so, you. Chris, we were talking before we started the show. Now, this show is all about um, talking to artists who are influential leaders and then getting to know the organizations that they lead or that they serve. And not just about the beautiful art they put out, but what are all the things that happen behind the scenes, right? What education, what outreach, what ways are they making their community a better place? And I know you guys do that in a variety ways but we t- we were saying that you know you're business owners right but you're mm-hmm. but first you're artists, artists. right uh, we heard a little bit of chris doing that so chris tell us your journey at, let's start with you what is your journey as an artist how did you get wow. into music and and how did you get to where you are today as the and, owner and of the then center? when you segue into where you met your beautiful wife i'd yes. be curious to have you take it from there and your journey <laughs> melody because the two of you are quite this power couple of artists i just love the two of you together oh, thank you yeah wow. I, I never thought we'd be described that way you? <laughs> Our couple. never never ever okay. well there you go um, now you are <laughs> well uh, i started playing guitar when i was about nine years old i wanted a set of drums i got a guitar instead and i was sort of talked into it uh and uh and then um Fast forward uh, a few years, uh, rock past uh, folk music first, then rock and roll, then uh, top 40 bands and stuff like that. And eventually I found my way to jazz music. And I think it was just sort of a search for skills. I was always enamored by uh, Los Angeles studio musicians and the fact that they seemed to be able to do anything. If it was an orchestral uh, need, they'd show up with a classical guitar and play perfect classical technique. And if it was a, a rock thing, they'd show up with the right amp and guitar and do that. And I, that's the kind of musician I wanted to be. Mm. So I started really practicing and studying and learning skills. And that sort of led me to jazz because it's the most sophisticated of music. Mm. So, I mean, really, uh, a jazz musician really tries to bring <clears throat> influences from every direction into whatever it is they're doing and then spit it back out again. So mm. I am, you know, as a jazz musician, I'm trying to, Bach might be an influence and so might Van Halen. It, there's Everything that's in the world is part of my, theoretically part of my vocabulary. So, uh, is there anything particular these days mm-hmm. that you're you're delving into that you haven't in a while, or that you never have? Oh wow, that's a great question. Um, that's what people say when they don't know the answer. That's a great question. Oh yeah, yeah. Stalling for time. <laughs> <laughs> that's very um, true. <laughs> well, yeah, I, for me, I, I think uh, just getting back to playing more often because mm-hmm. the uh, the the center sucks up a lot of my time and I, I don't have as much time to play and create as I'd like mm-hmm. but um, it, it is the motivating uh, the music is the motivating force behind everything I've ever done when I was a kid and I first started playing in bands 
if the band didn't have a singer, I became the band's singer. If they didn't have a booking agent, I became the booking agent. If they didn't have a sound man, I became the sound man. Mm. I'm very entrepreneurial by nature, and I would just adopt whatever the persona was needed for that particular uh, situation. And gradually, I built up a business of skills like that. We were a record company for, for quite a while. I started the label in 1986. Mm. And uh, here in Orlando, I was playing in a group called Rhythm Method, and we made our first album on that label. And I chose the name Blue Bamboo Music for the record label, and it's uh, based on a, a song title from a friend of mine named Mark Piszczek. Uh We were playing in a club which closed, and he got sad and wrote a blues song, mm. Blue Bamboo. Mm. And uh, mm. I said, wow, I really like the alliteration of that. Could I use it for the name of my company? Thinking this was maybe going to be a company that lasted a year or two, you know? And like I said, that was 1986. Wow. wow. So uh, uh, what, about five, ten years ago, we incorporated Blue Bamboo Music and sort of made it official. And we were uh, a record label. We had about a dozen artists that we supported, um, about 30 titles. And uh, they were all national releases, got great airplay. Most of them were aired here on WUCF. We wow. got a lot of attention. So when I came back here from Houston after being gone for 30 years, uh, everybody remembered me. They'd mm. been hearing my music the whole time. Wow. All these releases had come out, and they'd all been paying attention. So oh, a lot of my friends remembered me, and uh, the whole goal. Okay, so uh, f- uh, I met Melody in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was up there playing, and uh, she, uh, you want to tell the story, honey? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll tell the story. I usually get in trouble when I tell it. So, yeah. so, so I'll tell man. the story. So, so I've actually um, haven't been an artist all my life. I was in the corporate world. Okay. So I was working for a public utility in Charlotte, North Carolina, and there was this little restaurant close to where I worked. All my coworkers and I would go in there, and one night I went in there and um, alone because it wasn't a pickup bar. I want to make that really clear. No, no, not, it was a nice restaurant. I became very good friends with the manager. It was and, that night. And, <laughs> and, this is why he gets in trouble. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. He elaborates, as you can imagine. So he was playing, and I really he was playing. So, Chris was playing solo guitar, and to this very day, that's my favorite way to hear Chris play his solo mm-hmm. guitar because it just brings back those wonderful memories of when mm-hmm. I first met him. Mm-hmm. So I would go into that restaurant frequently just to hear him play. And then I would look for him in the local papers to see where else he was playing. Mm. And when I was out on dates, I would bring them to hear Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so that went on for That's about... a strategy. <laughs> yes, I love it. Well, it's like, well, they would say, what do you want to do? And I would say, oh, look, the paper. Uh, look, Chris Cortez, he's playing at this club. Let's go see him. He's great. You'll love him. <laughs> so that was my way to continue seeing Chris. And with no idea at all that we would ever end up where we are today. Uh-huh. And, you know, that was 28. 28 years ago, I guess. And how many wow. years married? Um, it'll be 27 in wow. July. That's amazing. And so what, what was the moment that you guys actually did meet? You said you went around to these different clubs. Yes. and kind of. But when was the time you were like, okay, this yeah. might be thing? So I was I was at the, the restaurant where I first saw Chris, and I was sitting at the bar talking with the manager, and um, I was alone that night. And so I guess Chris took... You took your opportunity, right? He finally showed up without a date. (laughs) (laughs) And he sat down next to me and, you know, introduced himself. Of course, I already knew who he was. And Mm -hmm. I said, oh, hi, my name is Melody. And he said, like, bells and whistles went off. It's like, oh, my gosh, you're named, like, Melody in a song. Mm -hmm. And so you must be the one. And we started dating and... 
a year, a little over a year later, we were married. The so. rest is oh. history. So you said you haven't always been an artist. When did you pick that up? Uh, I started painting in 2005. Uh-huh. I was um, I was very, very late in getting my bachelor's degree. We were living in New Orleans at the time, and I was working full-time for a manufacturing company in human resources. And I thought, well, it's about time that I go back and finish my bachelor's degree. So I went back to school, and uh, I went to Loyola University in mm. New Orleans and finished my degree there. My last class was called Art and the Environment. It was taught by um, a beautiful artist by the name of Jack, Jacqueline Bishop. And they, she didn't teach us art. She just immersed us into art. And uh, if you've ever, she, she did environmental art that really made you aware of, you know, what we're doing to the earth mm. and the devastation that uh, pollution causes and mm. so on. Mm. So, but to my chagrin... Every, mm-hmm. um, every, we had to do a journal and it all had to be made on uh, recycled materials and uh, every paper that we wrote had to have original artwork, original cover artwork. And I about freaked out, but I delved into it and thought, well, I really like this. It's very relaxing. It's kind of fun. Chris encouraged me quite a bit. So when I graduated- I'd like to jump in. That first piece <laughs> was really brilliant. It really showed something. And I was like, wow, you know, you have this in you. And she was always somebody who said, oh, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. And it, she just, you know, she proved herself wrong with this thing. And I said, you've got to keep doing this. You know, this is important. Mm. And uh, you've got an eye for it, you know. Yeah. So you've always been an artist. You just didn't know it. Exactly. I, I guess. I guess. I don't know. So I guess it was in there somewhere. She, she discovered, discovered it. it. Yeah. yeah. So Melody yeah. and Chris, we're just diving into this conversation. We have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking about your Continue own journey. But we then. How did the blue bamboo come to be? Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll come back here. Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here today with Joshua Vickery and our guests are Chris and Melody Cortez from the Blue Bamboo. Chris is now serenading us, <laughs> and I feel like I should be telling you about the cup of coffee I'm about to pour. <laughs> That's good. I just love this feel. Um, so delighted to have this talented couple with us. We're going to continue our conversation, learning a little bit about what it took to put this business together. And I was telling you, Chris, I, I was so impressed with the story you once told us about how you built, literally built and designed the Blue Bamboo. So continue where you left off, but get a little of that in. Well, b- the bamboo is... Uh, It's part studio and part venue. So uh, initially it was going to be just a recording studio. And then we thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if people could come and watch that process unfold? So it would be part concert and part recording session. And uh, it's not always that. Sometimes people just come and do a concert. But frequently they hire us to do videography. And we have six cameras placed around the room. We have a a live cameraman too. And we do multi-track audio recording. So it's a proper recording studio, so we can get broadcast quality results. 
and uh, we do it affordably so the artists can actually pay for this in one event. They can, they can get the entire uh, two-hour event uh, mixed and edited and uh, ready for Blu-ray or DVD or uh, upload to YouTube is the most common thing. And then, uh, then it goes up on our projector screen, too. So when they come in uh, to play another show, we've been promoting it. And so people, wow. people look up mm-hmm. on that screen. And last night, we've got a guy coming to do a, a show in a couple of weeks. His name is Joel Fan. This is a free uh, piano, classical piano recital we're putting on. And Joel is internationally known. And uh, there's a video online of him that I found playing Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. And it's the full-length uh, piece. You know, it's about 15 minutes long, I guess. And uh, it's beautifully shot, and, and it sounds fantastic. And, of course, I had nothing to do with that videography production. But uh, it, I found it, and I wanted, to, I wanted the audience to be exposed to Joel. So last night, I put it up on the screen. 15 minutes is kind of a long time for one video to play, but people just started getting quieter and quieter and more people were getting more and more engaged and when the video ended everybody clapped wow and i know joel is going to have a great audience wow. because we exposed them to this and then i get up usually and make a little announcement about well you know this the videography you're looking at is these are the artists that are playing here this month so if you see something you like you know buy a ticket so that that's something we, we just recently started doing it's just kind of fun i've always been playing the videos but i recently just sort of organized it into a way of presenting this month's artists. That's so wonderful. whatever happens to be coming up is you're going to see it on that screen during the break or in the pre-show. And then uh, and then that's kind of a badge of honor for the acts that play there. They yeah. want to see their video up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's and amazing. I love that the creative mind is constantly finding new ways to evolve. Isn't that cool? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that we're creating a little economy for musicians. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh and with uh, it's you know we don't do it alone either. We got a grant last year from the city of Winter Park. This is a big deal. The city of Winter Park actually gives money to nonprofits. Wow. To help them with operational support, and uh, we applied for a grant, and they pay for the the band that plays every Thursday night. Wow. Wow, Bamboo. that's so cool. And uh, they pay the band, and um, and so we have an opportunity for these groups to come in and play, and uh, then in the second set, usually they will invite people to sit in with them. And frequently, those are students. Oh, wow. People who, uh, Rollins College or UCF yeah. students, maybe Valencia. And kind of a little gang of kids has uh, started showing up to sit in in that second set. And uh, I've watched them grow and become better musicians because of this opportunity. And sometimes there are big uh, kind of local stars there playing like Dan Jordan is a brilliant saxophonist. And uh, when Danny plays, they'll kind of gather around him like he's the Oracle of Delphi, uh-huh. you know. And he he imparts the wisdom to them, you know. Uh-huh. And it's just a great environment to be in. Everybody feels uh, so great. Very giving you're not only and, getting these gifted yeah. artists in, but you're growing uh-huh. new gifted artists. There's one That's guy. So cool. uh, his name is Joel Klein, and I think he was in high school last year. And this year, he's going into UCF, and he's in our house band now. I mean, he's gotten that good that he's been recruited into one of the professional groups. And uh, he was just uh, on stage with the Orlando Jazz Orchestra last Sunday. Wow. One of the best big bands in Orlando. And uh, there he was, you know, in the saxophone How section. How cool is that? So, yeah, I love seeing stuff like that happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, um, that house band is uh, the Eddie Marshall Blue Bamboo Big Band. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, it's uh, 17 or 18 local musicians. And I've heard them before. And they play on Sundays, the last Sunday of the month. 
Now, the do they go out and play at other places too? Not yet. Oh, not yet. We've only played two gigs. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> but is that Eddie, the goal? Eddie, Eddie, Eddie together I think for so, yeah. Blue Bamboo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they would go out maybe and promote what's well, happening. Well, they at recently Blue did a rehearsal over at Timaqua. Benoit was really uh, generous, and we, we were they were looking for a rehearsal space, and he opened up the place for them. So they went over and had a rehearsal over there. Because we have and, a show that, that day. We, that we happened to have a show that day, and they couldn't get in. Yeah. How cool is that? I love that we have a community like that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Chris, I remember vividly when I, when the newspaper article came out when you had first purchased the warehouse mm-hmm. and that this new art center was going to be happening in Winter Park. You know, and I thought, boy, what a grand idea, but what a big undertaking. Oh boy, wow. Yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't even imagine what you... How did you find the right space? Did you know when you walked on that property, like so close to the heart of Winter Park, that was it? Were there like angels deal, singing yeah. or like, you know? I, I really did. I had to convince my partners. I didn't have, uh, I didn't have everybody's confidence at that point. Mm-hmm. We had been shopping for a leasable space for a while, and we actually imagined something much smaller. Okay. And uh, we really couldn't find it. There didn't really seem to be anything available. And I just happened to be driving, and I said, well, what, I wonder what's down this back street. And because it's a it's a side street, it's not a the main drag. You right, know? Kentucky and Avenue. Kentucky Avenue yeah. runs parallel to Fairbanks near mm-hmm. I four between Clay and Formosa, uh, but it's all industrial back there. Mm-hmm. And I saw this big warehouse, and right across the street from it is a huge open field where people could park, and right next door is another uh, a parking lot, a paved parking lot. And I thought, wow, this could work, you know. And so, and there was a for rent sign, so I, I just went in and I talked to the owner. He warmed up to me. He really liked, kind of liked the idea of um, turning. A dr- I, it was a dream. That was mm. the thing. It was mm. the dream. I mm. had a dream, and he wanted to support someone with a dream. Oh, that just gave me chills. Yeah. <laughs> There's people like that out there. It was really. It's he really is. He's a kind of a really interesting character. Huh. Uh, and uh, and he uh, just sort of saw that uh, he. Uh, you know, he rented, he leased space to John Rivers before Four Rivers blew Wow. Up. Oh, wow. And he owns that property where Four Rivers is. John still leases from him. Wow. And so he considers himself a part of that success. I think he's right. And, uh-huh. and I think he saw me as maybe his next John Rivers story. Wow. Mm. He was going to tell everybody, hey, I helped. This hey, guy. I think that I might be true. I think that might look be where true. he is now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Blue Bamboo Center for the Arts. So when you go and you experience it, it still on the outside looks like an industrial warehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you walk in. <gasps> yeah. And then you walk in. It's this. It's a jewel Day of to a the space. Art. It's, and what I love about, and I didn't know this till recently when I went over with our team and did a tour. You, you walk in and you've got this big, beautiful lobby where there's usually artwork, other things happening mm-hmm. in that space. And then you go in and it seats about 100, right? 120. 120. And they can configure it in any way. It can be regular you know, seating or it can be tables. And it's just so intimate and, and quaint and perfect for the music they do. But what I didn't know and what most people may not ever see is their green room. Their green room is the nicest room in the whole place, which shows the commitment they have to the artists. To take care of their artists, yeah. I mean, literally, those artists could just set up shop and live there, right? Mm -hmm. The the green room is just beautiful. It's a nightly joke. Every artist that comes through says, can I I live here? Can I move in? Yeah. (laughs) And And I'm really proud of that, too. I I think that space was already finished when we we rented the building. We hadn't done the build-out inside for the theater yet, but that apartment was there. And we were thinking of renting it as an Airbnb or something like that. And then we just, we, I think we did a couple of video shoots and it was just so nice to have this luxurious yeah. space to retire to on a break. 
And so I thought, you know, if we keep this the way it is, we're going to be so popular. All the musicians will want to be here. I, I went back there once to visit the, Carol. The room is just amazing. Yeah. And she was just thrilled. I'm like, it sets them up for success yeah. because well, we have a great showing your great, gratitude. Yeah, and, they're, and they're comfortable back there. Right. Yeah. They yeah. can yeah. relax. Mm-hmm. That's important. Yeah, they can relax on the couch. They can practice. There's a piano, a small grand piano in there, and they can you know pr- practice on it. So and it's a very comfortable space. For it's them. also the like a part grand. of the, the <laughs> we, we had three pianos. I, I don't know how that happened, but uh, we, we, we got a deal with uh, Atlantic Music Center, and for, for about a year and a half, we were on consignment. We had a piano. They just put, parked at our place, and we were hoping someone bu- would buy it from us and sort of half hoping they wouldn't because right. we, we loved that right. piano. Yeah. It was a beautiful seven-foot concert grand piano. So uh, somebody did buy it, though, one day, and then it, it was gone. And you know, so we, uh, we invested in another piano. We mm-hmm. bought another piano. And we were paying for it little by little over time. And finally, there a big balloon payment came up. So we had a benefit concert and paid it off. Wow. So we own the piano that's in the theater. And the piano that's in the green room belongs to Melody and I personally. Huh. It's just a baby grand that we've been carrying around. And uh, it was the primary piano for our recording studio when we were in Houston. And uh, so we have that piano in there. And the way the room is, the way the building is designed, there's a nine-foot hallway between the theater and the green room. So it's soundproof in there, mm-hmm. and a big firewall too. Mm-hmm. So you go in the green room and you close the door, and you can bang on that piano to your heart's content. Nobody in the theater can hear you. Mm-hmm. So you can re- you can physically rehearse right up to showtime if you want to, and uh, you know auditions. There's all kinds of re- uses for that room, but mm-hmm. basically it's just the greatest green room. Green room well, the way all the details matter to you mm-hmm. is so. It's so indicative of um, why people love going there because oh, if you take care of the little details, the big uh-huh. picture takes care of itself. I think and so, yeah. Well, and I think to you know, listeners, you know, we're talking to two different audiences here. We're talking to some of you who we want just to come out and experience the bla- uh-huh. Blue Bamboo as a, as a patron to come and see what they're doing. Uh, but there's some of you out there who are artists and yep. want a place to be able to record your music or mm-hmm. to be able perform. to perform. That's and right. and there is a great commitment from you, from both of you to take care of artists when they're in your space. I and that's so. the green room. That's, you know, the, mm-hmm. the split of the ticket sales, the way you work that it's, out. So it's reasonable. Also the, the sound is also, it's, it's hugely. That important was my to next me. part. Not, <laughs> we don't do a show that doesn't have spectacular sound. People yeah. come up to me every night and say, Oh my God, how do you make it sound that good? And it's, I'm really just getting out of the, this phenomenal group's way. I, I, I think, uh, an important point, uh, don't want to pass over how amazing the level of talent is mm-hmm. in this area. And that's actually just available to us, whether they're here or not traveling through. Uh, they can be, uh, it, it is just so incredible, stunning, the, the level of skill that we find on that stage every night, jaw-droppingly good stuff. Who are some people on your list that you can't wait to one day host? Oh, one day host. Oh, Melody's got a wish list, I think. Tommy Emanuel would be somebody I'd love to have. Although it's it's very unlikely because we have so few seats. Mm. Uh-huh. 120 seats. Uh, you know, he he can fill the plaza, so he probably isn't likely to come to our place. We were going to go see James. We went to see James Taylor and she was like, "Hey, do you think he might?" You know, <laughs> like, I'm just thinking know. that maybe <laughs> maybe somebody of that caliber um and that is so famous that maybe they'll hear about Blue Bamboo Center for yeah. the Arts. And so maybe they'll high. just drop in. I mean, yeah. Stevie Wonder has dropped in on little clubs around the world. Oh, that that so was so cool. That happened that last, yes, last year, <laughs> totally. I think. Michelle Mayo was singing at, at uh, what was the, um, 
Eddie V's. Yeah. And he just showed up. Oh, my oh, God. And they happened to be singing Overjoyed. Wow. And he walked up on the stage uh-uh. and sang with her. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. But I bet I Michelle was in heaven. That. I don't yeah. know if she was in heaven. Oh, my. It's down the street from us. That's so fun. Uh, well, we have, fortunately, another segment. But unfortunately, Yay. it's the end of this one. But we could talk to you all day. You yeah. both have a plethora of stories and are wonderful. <laughs> Listeners, we'll be right back. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with Joshua Vickery. Our guests are Melody and Chris Cortez from The Blue Bamboo. And we'll see you in just a few from the heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with Joshua Vickery, who was just doing the Snoopy dance. That was really good. <laughs> and we're here with a marvelous. In my mind, I was. <laughs> Our Cortez couple, Chris and Melody. What a treat to have both of them here. Both talented, both adding to Orlando beauty through their music and their nonprofit, Blue Bamboo on Kentucky Avenue. And we're so glad to have you both here. Thanks for playing us in and out each segment, <laughs> Chris. Chris, are those like songs? Or are you just are you just going? You're just making it up as you go. You're doodling. They're like songs. They're like songs. Mm-hmm. That's that's funny. I once played a New Year's Eve gig, and the uh, manager came up to me <clears throat> on the break and said, "Are you guys going to be playing any, you know, like songs?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I, I wonder if he's making this up as he's playing. Like, well, I wasn't sure what I was going to play until just a couple seconds before I started. Yeah. Playing. So once you start, you're but like, oh, I, this goes in. I do know some too? songs. So once no, I start, no, I didn't recognize I, any of them. Snoopy would always dance that. Was, to that. Is that the Snoopy dance? Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it just had like a little country western little oh, okay. ting to it. I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so fun. Well, guys, it's it's really been a pleasure talking to both of you. And, uh, you know, I've kind of admired your work from afar. I still hope at some point our teams can, can work together because I really believe in what you're doing. You know, we you you uh, you, you have a great um, mission, I guess, is the right word in, in really reaching artists and, and giving them a safe place to perform, giving them a safe place to record. And so if you are artist out there and you're and you're looking for that home, you're looking for that place to do music. You should reach out to the Blue Bamboo and to reach out to Melody and Chris and talk to them about what options uh, there might be to help them. But also, if you just love jazz, it's not just jazz music, though, right? Oh, it's no. jazz, it's blues. And you know, it's... I, I've, I have a background in jazz, so and I know a lot of jazz musicians. So I think when we began, we initially just booked a lot of jazz, and we still do. I mean, I, I think, I, I as I was saying at the beginning, I, I really think it represents one of the highest forms of music, So and I really want to reward virtuosity and excellence so people who are in pursuit of that is what gets my attention so mm. i i really don't care about genre at all mm. i i i i think the word jazz has become so diluted because it goes in so many different directions it it, it refers to frank sinatra and frank zappa how is that helpful as a descriptive you know it, when we say uh when i meet people who say i don't like jazz 
it really bothers me because I know there are a lot of things we put on that they would like. Mm-hmm. There's a show we do with Bobby Coble that is uh, the music of Led Zeppelin reimagined as a Latin jazz band, a 10-piece band with horns and percussion, and it is just spectacular. And anybody who likes Led Zeppelin would love this show. Mm. Forget about the jazz word, the J word. Don't, <laughs> you don't, don't run away from that. I see people, uh, I, young people all the time might say something like, uh, I don't like jazz. And I said, well, do you like Snarky Puppy? Oh, yeah, I love them. Well, that's a jazz band. That's a modern-day jazz band. But because everything instrumental is thrown into that category, it's really kind of become very difficult to tell one thing apart from another. Mm-hmm. So uh, all I can say is we put on really great music. We have the Blue-Eyed Bettys are a bluegrass band. That's, mm-hmm. They're playing Tuesday night. We have Jack Williams playing, is that Friday or Saturday? And he is a fantastic folk-singing songwriter mm. and uh we are just as committed to that as we are to anything else that we're doing joel fans piano recital on the 17th is a free show the best classical piano recital mm. you will hear anywhere at dr phillips this would be an 80 dollar event we're wow. doing it for free uh, mm. this is the kind of thing uh, melody wanted to make sure we got in affordable you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We, uh, even when we do the ticketed events uh Max ticket price is frequently $25. It's as uh, high as it gets. And uh, that's when you have like a band that's yeah, costing that's, you. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, an out-of-town mm-hmm. group that requires hotel, maybe airfare and stuff like that. But I think and the, do you haven't no, to, told people that you also serve wine and beer there mm-hmm. if people want to? It's kind of nice do. to know, right? Free popcorn, too. Free popcorn. I forgot yeah, about that. That's uh-huh. a big deal. But I think the affordability piece mm-hmm. is important, and we should talk about it because we, want the, we know the arts are essential, right, to a quality of life, and we want there to be affordable options for yeah. people to come out and experience great music. And I love what you said. You know, I think a lot of times we get so caught up in the genre. Is it bluegrass, jazz, blues, gospel? What? It's good music, right? right? So yeah, like if you, let's forget about the genre. And if you want to mm-hmm. experience good music, mm-hmm. great music, then go to the Blue Bamboo Center. It's a real Something pet peeve you... of mine when people like are uh, segregate themselves away from one genre or another. Say, well, I like the blues stuff you do, but I'm not coming to hear the jazz or vice versa. I really think you're missing out if yeah. you're not coming to all of it. Mm-hmm. If there's just so much great stuff. And, and sometimes you don't I'm know I'm in love you... with every bit of it. I don't book a band just because I think I'm going to make money on them. I will only book an act that I like. Yeah. So you can you can trust me. And sometimes and, you don't know what you like until you experience right. it. You can go, I and don't when, like this. But that's then true. you hear a band or, mm-hmm. or a certain chord or a certain right. song that resonates mm-hmm. with you, and you go, oh, I do like I'll that. tell you what, uh, people that enjoy taking in the arts, I think after a while, cultivate knowing that they appreciate when someone is at the top of their game and they're really good at their craft. So it might not be my thing, but I can tell this is the best of that I've ever that's, heard or that's seen. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you get. At Chris Blue and Melody, where do, you, where do you think these people that you have in and out every single night, where would they be playing if it wasn't for you? Oh, wow. There are a lot of them who wouldn't be. There are a yeah. lot of shows that wouldn't have gone on in Orlando, uh, had we not, I think the group that played last night, I'm not sure where they would have, uh, it's a very commercial group, maybe Disney or something, but then it would have cost a lot more money to go see them. But that's gotta be so fulfilling yeah. for the two of you that you've created mm-hmm. that space and created that place for so many groups and artists that might normally not have that opportunity. I mean, I look at so many of these, uh, you know, I, I wanna say that I'm somewhat connected to the arts community, but I don't know hardly any of these people because that, because. There's so many talented people in Central Florida that need 
the opportunity to showcase what they do. Well, I think we got a couple. If you're looking at this week's schedule, you're probably seeing a few out of town bands. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised that you didn't know the Blue Eyed Bettys or Jack Williams or somebody like that. Yeah. Because they're traveling through. They're not. They're not local. Mm-hmm. But we do have a lot of local talent here that is just spectacular. Yeah. And uh, it it just blows my mind all the time. In fact, I have people who call me from New York who are pretty, you know, have some notoriety up there. Oh, you had and my I friend Vicky Genfan fan come down. And I will play. say, hey, you better bring your A game. Yeah. Because we've got some people <laughs> down here, you know. Mm-hmm. I had a group uh, contact me from New York. They wanted to do a, a Benny Goodman tribute show. And I was like, hey, Alan Vachet does, does this better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got wow. this going on down here. You better bring it if you're going to mm-hmm. come down That's here. That's awesome. And, you know. So bluebamboartcenter.com is that the is. website. Yes. That's where you can go check out all the information about all the different shows that are coming up. Also, mm-hmm. you can check out how you can get information if you want to record if you uh-huh. what how, do, how much we do memberships too you do mm-hmm. tell us about that though well that's a membership is basically just a discounted ticket it's basically a two-for-one ticket and it lasts for a specific length of time so you could come to almost any show there are a few exclusions but you could come to almost any show without having to buy a ticket mm. and bring a friend oh. mm-hmm. and so that is a, a big deal yeah it is big deal. it and saves so, a lot of money so even we're, even though our prices are already pretty low if you really wanted to come every night and you felt like cost was in the way you could just buy a membership and, and probably make a, it very affordable is, are that. there pr- prices on your website for people to see that yes. yeah. great mm-hmm. become a, become a subscriber yeah you're a not-for-profit so i'll say this for you mm-hmm. people can also donate to you yes <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> and, yes please and we need that right yes, and so can. melody how can people uh get you a check or swipe their credit <laughs> card to further your mission there's a donate button right on the website okay you can call you can also Here call is, her, but you so. can call i'll be glad to take your money we have you know if you come and see a show we have we have a donation jar out in the lobby where I sit um, you know you can donate through our website as we said um, if you want to send us a check in the mail that's okay um, mm-hmm. yeah you know, you any know, any way any way is fine a lot of times I tell our yeah. patrons this you know people will come to me and say that show is only ten dollars I would have paid a lot more than ten dollars mm-hmm. yeah, perfect then you can donate the rest mm-hmm. of what you thought the value was right. so if you go to the blue bands uh, blue ba- blue bamboo donate above your ticket price the value of what you thought you got out of that mm-hmm. experience. Boy, wouldn't that be helpful to, to you guys for sure. And also, take in the art that's on the wall, much yes, of it. Yes, I oh, wanted that's to. That's all for sale too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to. I'm glad nice you brought that up, Mary, because I wanted to, to make sure we get that in. Um, we have um, beautiful artwork on our walls. Um, we have Jason Hunt's uh, beautiful uh, graphite drawings um, on, on our walls in addition to um, many other local artists. There's actually a and portrait yours? of Melody that Jason did. This uh, yes, Fantastic. Jason did a beautiful yeah. portrait of me, and I'm so excited. It's a, it's a great um, a conversation piece and allows me the opportunity to talk about Jason's work and where else they can see the rest of his work and then kind of segues into um, the, art, the other uh, artists that we have featured in, in our uh, Art gallery. Actually, one of the first things you see when and you mine. come in. Yeah. Is your and, art and there? My, my okay. art is actually inside the theater. Very yes. cool. Yes. So what what would you say um, to all our listeners who might not know about the Blue Bamboo? What should they go see in the next week or two that's like, this is the thing that you want to do to be have an intro to the Blue Bamboo? Mm. Oh, gosh. I mean, there's so many great there's things. There's so many. But there's so many. I like um, uh, Jack Williams and, yeah. and, and Joel Fan. I think. Jack is a great singer-songwriter, and I think no matter what style of music you like, you're going to enjoy his show. He has a and, great, a great, very background. And Joel Fan is a brilliant classical 
pianist and he's doing the show for free on Sunday. Wow. wow. For Not free. this Sunday, the following Sunday. The 17th yeah, at 3 o'clock. So Mary and I are going to try to go. So yeah. come and join us. Let's pack out the Blue Bamboo mm-hmm. on March 17th at 3 o'clock. Let's support this pianist. But then also you can get a tour of the space and sure. find out other opportunities mm-hmm. and ways to support this um awesome venue uh, bring in Mr. Winter Hunt Park. Too. Oh, you should guys. bring Mr. Hunt yes. and put his yes. and, and he can showcase his artwork as he oh. walks around. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary, fun. this is a really a truly a jewel in our community. Really and I love when we get gem. to talk about a hidden gem. I love when we get to talk about organizations that you might know that they're doing some good work but don't know all the things they're doing, like that you can record, that you can have a video made, that there are artists that can blossom and explore and, and bloom in this space. And I'm and just so good people that care to produce the best, the quality, mm-hmm. that have the sound right for you to get everything you want to be heard, heard the way you envision it or hear it. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. It can and, be very frustrating as an artist uh, to play in the background somewhere have an original piece of music with important lyrics, lyrics that are important to you, you compose them. You want people to hear them. Mm. And when people are chatting, chattering over you and, you know, ignoring you or, and you've just been, you know, uh, set up in the corner, mm. uh, it's not the same. We have a big focal point on the art. When you walk into that theater, you know what it's all about. And then all the tools are there to really present it properly. And when those house lights go down, the stage lights go up, the audience knows just what to do. They're very quiet and respectful, and they listen to every single note that that artist is playing. So everybody wants to come back. Uh, Have we got time for a quick story? Yes. I Uh, think we have one minute. Okay. Bobby Colble was playing, and he was having trouble uh, uh, with attendance, and he must have played three or four times with very light attendance. And one night, uh, one person was in the audience. And about a month later, that person, based on the quality of that show, donated $5,000 oh to the wow. venue. And, uh, and then because he asked me about Bobby and I said, well, you know, I don't know if he can draw a crowd for us yet, but he's going to at some point and uh, he's here to stay. And now Bobby has come up with all these killer shows that sold out, including that Led Zeppelin idea that I was telling you about. And now he's one of our top artists. And I'm so proud mm. of the fact that we invested in him and gave him multiple opportunities to play and build an audience at Blue Bamboo. Yeah, you never know. Thank you for sharing that story, Chris. What a great way to end the show. The Blue Bamboo is part venue, part recording studio, part art gallery. They're located at 1905 Kentucky Avenue in the heart of Winter Park, Florida, just off of Fairbanks. This uh, space offers live performances uh, almost every single night of the week. So however it fits into your schedule, there's something going on. It's a state-of-the-art recording studio and a gallery space where you'll find the art of Jason Hunt and of Melody Melody Cortez Cortez. and And many other local artists. And you'll see Melody and... Um, Chris, they're just about every night, right? Oh, yes. So yeah. say hi to them that's and tell their, them you heard them here. That's their second home. So go to bluebambooartcenter.com where you can check out all of the information. And thank you both for coming on the show Yay. today and sharing thank your you for having us. Thank and you we so are much. cheering you on. Chris is gonna <laughs> gonna end the show with another with another tune. Thank you, listeners, for joining mm-hmm. Magic One Hundred Seven Point Seven FM from, from the, the heart. heart. <laughs>